Good evening. Thank you so much for joining us tonight for our time of ministry in the Word of God and our Bible study. God is good. Hallelujah. I trust that you're doing well, enjoying the goodness of the Lord. This is the day that the Lord has made, and we will continually rejoice and be glad in it. I want to thank you for joining us tonight. Um, whatever platform you're joining us on, um, it really doesn't matter. Uh, some of you are on YouTube, Facebook, um, whatever other platforms. Um, thank you. Thank you. And some of you might be listening to this um, after, after tonight. So might be listening to the recording. Whatever the case, I welcome you. I want you to know you are in the right place at the right time. I'm so excited about the Word of God. I, I have a, a strong, full conviction in my spirit that everything that the Lord's been ministering to us and everything that we've been learning, that we're continuing to learn in this season, um, is His will. That's His will. He's speaking directly to us concerning the issues of our lives and, and concerning His plan for, for our well-being. I hope you've been with us uh, over the last several weeks, several months, uh, since we've been studying um, divine, uh, guaranteed success and divine guidance through the Holy Spirit. And lately, of course, we've been uh, studying a lot on adversity. We're going to get into the Word of God tonight, and um, I want us to share a word of prayer together. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you so much again for the opportunity to be around your Word. We're so excited. Um, thank you. Thank you, Father, for your mighty blessings upon all of our lives. I thank you so much for my brothers and sisters, everyone that is online with us tonight, everyone that's listening to this message, wherever they are, wherever they are in the world. Thank you. Thank you for them. Thank you for your blessings upon their lives. Father, commit this service into your hands. I know there are specific things that are in your heart for us, and you've made that clear to us how uh, some of these things that we've been studying and talking about are things that you want us to um, be learning about in this season, in this period. I thank you for all of my brothers and sisters, those that might be walking through um, seasons of their lives where these words are uh, particularly um, um, uh, words in season for them. And I know for every one of us, it's either a word we need right now uh, a word we need to go and use to prepare for, for our next season and next um, things we're going to be dealing with, or even um, uh, to help us correct some of the things that we have done in our past. Whatever the case, Lord, we're yielded to you. Holy Spirit, welcome. Thank you for granting us illumination in the word. Bless this word. Bless your people tonight. Use my tongue and losing them, Father, so I can think through you. You can think through me and speak through me, and I can think through the words that you put within my heart to speak to your people tonight. I give you the glory, and I give you the praise in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you so much again. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm so, so excited. You know, when you've heard from the Lord, and when you, when you, you are in real time, um, you know, the Lord ministers to you specifics of his will. It's so exciting. And um, the, 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 the prophet Isaiah was the one who said in, in Isaiah chapter 50, uh, glory to God, 
um, uh, in the earlier part of that scripture, he said that the Lord has given me the tongue of the learned. Glory to God. He helps me speak a word in season to them that are weary. Look at it. Isaiah 50 verse 4. The Lord has given me the tongue of the learned that I should know how to speak a word in season to him that is weary. He wakens morning by morning. He wakens my ear to hear as the learned. Now, he not only uh, has given me the tongue of the learned, he's also given me, uh, he has opened my ear. And I see the Bible says in verse, verse um, that was verse 4, this verse 5, the Lord God has opened my ear and I was not rebellious, neither turned away back. Would you pray that prayer tonight? Lord, open my ear so that I can hear clearly. And it's important what we hear, but it is also very important how we hear it. Uh, a word that the Lord sends to us in season can radically change the trajectory of our lives. It can bring answers to questions that we're dealing with. It can prepare us for um, um, things that are coming in the future. And it can help us uh, correct and, and, and move way past uh, things that we may have dealt with in our past. So I'm super excited about the word. I hope you have your Bibles and or whatever other devices you use in accessing the Word of God. We're going to go on tonight. Press on. Um, we know we know our theme scriptures. Second um, 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 Samuel twenty three verse five. Uh, David said, "Is it not my family that the Lord has chosen? Yes, He has made an everlasting covenant with me. Um, his His arrangements are guaranteed, and and uh, and, and He in in every detail, and He ensures my." My, my safety and my success. Uh, Joshua 1, 8, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. You be careful to uh, observe, to do according to all that is written therein. Meditate it day and night. And then he says you will make your way prosperous. Um, so God wants us to have good success. The Bible says in one particular version of Joshua 1, 8, you will have good success. One version says you will deal wisely in the affairs of life. So whatever we're doing, God wants us to have good success. And then, of course, third John um, and, and verse 3, I, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health even as your soul prosper. Um, uh, the New Living Translation, or sorry, the Living Bible Translation there says, I, I, I pray that all is well with you and that you are doing well, your body is well even as your soul also is doing well. We know that is the will of God for us. However, there are times of adversity that we all encounter. And for, for several weeks, uh, we've talked a lot just about things concerning adversity. And so uh, I'm so thankful uh, for all that the Lord has ministered to us. Let's dive right and go right back there to 1 Corinthians chapter 16 and verse 9. Paul said, talking about you know, an opportunity that existed ahead of him, in, in, in Ephesus, he was about to go into Ephesus, and uh, he, he said this, he says, he says I, will, I will tarry at Ephesus, this is 1 Corinthians 16 verse 8, but I will tarry at Ephesus until Pentecost, verse 9, for a great door, an effectual, is opened unto me, and there are many adversaries. In the Amplified, he says, for a wide door of opportunity, a wide door of opportunity for effectual service has opened to me there, a great and promising one, and there are many adversaries. So we know wherever there are opportunities, there are adversities as well. Um, Satan is doing everything he can to try to stop you. It's one of the reasons 
um, um, the Lord has us um, studying, studying this word. And one of the reasons I particularly am excited about uh, some aspects, a lot of aspects of this message, uh, this teaching um, tonight, Satan wants to stop you. And you can see he's really under pressure. <laughs> when, when he sees believers that are pressing forward in destiny, that are moving aggressively in faith, which we are, hallelujah, which I'm sure you are, if, if you've been with us for a while. Oh boy, oh boy, is he under so much pressure. He wants to do everything possible to stop you. He wants to do everything within his ability to stop you. He'll use circumstances. He'll use people. He'll use uh, um, um, people close to you, people distant from you. He'll use, he'll, he'll come and sometimes he'll throw real um, opposition and, and adversity in your way. Just, just to try to stop you. He knows he can't stop you. He knows he can't stop you. So whatever situation you might see or feel or be dealing with, um, don't worry, you, you, you've got this. The, the Lord is with you. Remember your three strengths, you know, the three, the major strengths you need to have when, when in any season of adversity, the knowledge, what the Bible calls your knowings, who is with you, what you know about, who is with you in your situation, what you know about your situation, what you know to do in real time, even when in the natural you may not know what to do, wisdom. Those are your strengths. Well, we do know God is with us. God is with you. And I want to remind you about that tonight. God is with you. And no matter where you are, no matter what you're dealing with in your life, God is with you. I know particularly in, in this season, a lot of God's people, and I know this happens a lot and in different other seasons, but especially in seasons of just taking great strides and seeking to move forward aggressively. And especially when you're hearing so strongly the word of faith as it's, as it's been ministered, and, you know, you're hearing these words, you can do it, God can help you, you can achieve anything, there's nothing impossible for the Lord and all of this stuff. And then you, you believe that word and you want to begin to act on it. Boy, you're going you to stare that honest nest. You're going to, the devil is going to, um, he's going to come after you with everything that he has. But relax, be of good cheer. You are more than a conqueror. You are an overcomer. Amen. He said, yes, there are opportunities. There's a wider of opportunity, but there are many adversaries. But we're not focusing on the adversaries because they can't stop us. We're focusing on the victory that Jesus has already given to us. We want to press forward tonight. Look at um, Hebrews chapter 10. Hebrews chapter 10. I want us to read a scripture there. In, uh, I believe it's verse uh, 30, 32, I think it is. Um, yeah. Um, let's read it from verse 35 so we can save some time here. Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 35. It says, Cast not away therefore your confidence which has a great recompense of reward, your confidence. Don't cast away your confidence. He has, a great, he has a great recompense of reward. One of the things the enemy is going to try to do is to try to steal your confidence. He's going to try to take away your confidence. He does not want you to believe 
that God will come through for you. He doesn't want you to believe that there is a way out. He doesn't want you to continue to believe that you have overcome. God has overcome for you. Jesus has conquered the world, right? And whatever this is, we already know what the end, what the final outcome is. The final outcome is that you win, is that we win. We've read the last page of Revelation. We know we are the overcomers. But guess what? Satan doesn't want you to believe that. He doesn't want you to even, if you believe it once, he wants to take that belief away from you. Maybe you believe it one time and he thinks, well, yeah, we'll see about that. He wants to do everything he can. But the Bible says, don't cast away. So that means it's up to you. Whether you are confident or not, that is up to you. Satan does not have the ability to take that confidence, though he will try. But you've got to stand on the word. Look at what he says again. Cast not away, therefore, your confidence, which has a great recompense of reward. Let's, let's listen to the Holy Spirit here. I want to challenge you to be bold. To be confident, fully persuaded. In fact, I want to challenge you to be sassy. Like, you know, there is a, there's, there's a certain desire that we all have um, in relating with people, in the way we carry ourselves. Uh, we want people to think we're lowly, we're humble, and we're submissive. That's great. It's great, not even that people think that of us, but that's who we are. That's the nature of Christ, is meekness. Meekness is strength that is under control. And we are supposed to be meek, we are supposed to be humble, we are supposed to be lowly, we are supposed to put others before us, and all of that is scriptural. But I also want you to know that God wants you to be bold and confident. And in fact... In this season, as we press forward, and wherever you are, whatever you are seeking to do in your life, especially if you are going through um, a time when it looks like you are pressing and you are believing God for open doors, for results, you're believing God, well, then um, this will be the time to be bold, continue to be humble, continue to be lowly and meek, have strength under, under control, continue to be um, um, submissive, certainly yielded to the Holy Spirit and to people, uh, and people that God puts in authority over us. For sure, we should continue to do that. But, but I want you to put a lot of emphasis on your boldness, on your confidence. I want you to walk tall. I want you to, you know, square your shoulders, lift up your head. Don't bow low, don't, you know, don't, don't act like you are being beaten down by the enemy. Don't act like you are being beaten down by circumstances and situations. This is the word of the Lord to his people in this season, to you in particular. Walk boldly, be confident, be strong. Don't, don't, don't allow the enemy to catch you with any sense of, the dilly-dallying or any kind of sense of uncertainty. No, no, no. Be certain. 
<laughs> like John 16 says, be certain, be undaunted. We'll read it in a minute, but let's finish here. He says here, cast not away therefore your confidence that has a great recompense of reward. I want you to know, when God comes through for you, one of the things that pulls his favor in your direction is your confidence. Whenever you give away your confidence, whenever you cast away your confidence, you, you almost automatically become vulnerable to the attacks of the enemy. You become vulnerable to circumstances. You become vulnerable to failure. Don't, don't, don't go there. Keep your confidence. In fact, every time when you look in the mirror, I know we all look in the mirror just to check, you know, make sure that, you know, you know, we have things in the right place. And, and especially our precious ladies, our sisters, I'm sure you guys spend more time. Well, I hope uh, you spend more time before the mirrors go. Obviously, you want to get everything right. And that's awesome. But please, every time you look in that mirror, every time, before you walk away, after you've, you know, you've gotten everything right, before you walk away, look at yourself right in the eye in that mirror. You are a man of God. Say that to yourself. You are a woman of God. You are, a, you are more than a conqueror. God is doing amazing things through you. You are coming through. God is establishing you in righteousness. Favor is looking for you and favor is finding you. You are more than a conqueror. You are an overcomer. You are a winner. I want you to say that to yourself and then declare over things that you are believing God for. You don't have to do that every time. But take time, periodically, look at yourself in that mirror and speak words over yourself. Who you are, declare it. Don't let the devil's voice be louder than yours. Trying to tell you who he thinks you are. He doesn't know who you are. You know who you are. God knows who you are. And guess who you are? You are a success going somewhere to happen. You are not a failure. You are not a misfit in destiny. You are not a misfit in purpose. You are, you are in the right place at the right time. The calling of God is upon your life and you are going somewhere to, to succeed. Success is beckoning to you and it's knocking on your door. Hallelujah. All your dreams are being fulfilled. Everything you long for, everything you crave for, everything you desire is coming to pass in due season. In due season. The Bible says, uh, 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 don't be weary. That's in Galatians 6. Be not weary in well-doing. For in due season, we shall reap if we faint not. You will reap if you faint not. But you see, we must not faint. We must not cast away our confidence. We must not agree with, with the devil. We must not agree with the negativity of the world. We must not agree with any, anything that is being said against our confidence. Be confident. Be certain. Don't cast it away, he says. And then look at it. He says, for, verse, for, verse 36, For you have need of patience, that after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise. Well, patience is, or patience and endurance, perseverance, is the willingness to continue to do the same thing. Continue to stand and do the same thing until the breakthrough comes. Patience doesn't mean do nothing. Patience doesn't mean fold our hands and, you know, <laughs> uh, roll our eyes and wonder. And No. Patience doesn't mean where I do. Patience doesn't mean we are inactive, just hoping that something good happens. No, 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 no. Patience is active faith. 
standing, continue to stand in active faith. Stand. No matter how long, make up your mind. No matter how long it takes, I'm here and my miracle will find me. (coughs) I'll be here when it shows up. I'm not going anywhere. And I will continue to believe for it. My success will find me. The success that God has already given me will find me. I'm not going anywhere. (coughs) I will, excuse me. I will continue to stand here and I will continue to declare the word of God and I will continue to believe until the miracle finds me, until my breakthrough comes. Hallelujah. That's patience. Patience is being willing to stand as long as it takes and to be unflinching. I'm not moved by what I see. I know what God said. And I expect that what God said will be fulfilled in my life. I have no doubt whatsoever, no questions in my mind. I know exactly what God said, and I know God's word will be fulfilled concerning me. Tell yourself, no matter how long it takes, I must carry that miracle. I must bear that blessing in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I said one time recently I was ministering um, in, in the services, I think it was on a Sunday, and, and I said, I, I don't care if it takes 20 years. It doesn't move me. I don't care. I'm not, I'm not counting that. And guess, guess what? The word of God, the promises of God will not take long to manifest. I just know I'm going to stand as long as I need to stand until I see it. The Bible says I will see the travail of my soul and I'll be satisfied. And guess what? I am willing to stand until I see it. I am willing to keep on believing until it manifests. How about you? I know you are too. Look at what it says here. For you have need of patience that after you have done the will of God, you might receive the promise. For yet a little while, and he that shall come shall come, and he will not tarry like that. He will not delay. He that will come will come. The Lord will come through and he will not tarry. Let's keep on reading. It says there in verse 37, For yet a little while, he that shall come will come and will not tarry. And verse 38, Now the just shall live by faith, but if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure. So we can't draw back. We can't go back. We are already out. We are on the water. We are walking on the water. There is no going back. I hope you burnt all your bridges. I hope you burned all your bridges. I hope you told everybody that you know what the Lord will do. I hope you told them. That's burning your bridges. Letting them know we're not settling for nothing. We're not settling for little. We're not settling for the past. We're going all the way and the Lord will fulfill his word. And this is his word. Concerning your success, whatever that is. Concerning your blessing, concerning your miracle, concerning your increase. And we're not going back. We're not going back to how it used to be. We're not going back to where we started from. No, no, no. We're pressing on. It says we we will not draw back. For God said, my soul, if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. The moment we start contemplating going back to where we started from, oh, maybe we shouldn't have tried so what happened to Peter? Maybe I shouldn't have stepped out on the water. You know, who told me? I mean, I should have stayed back in the boat like all the other disciples. Like, after all, it's not wrong. There's 11 people back there in that boat. 
sitting there and watching Jesus, the superstar, do all the miracles. I don't, I don't have to be the one who's different to try to be like Jesus. You know, I could just, you know, stay in my safe comfort zone. No, 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 you should not. And when he started thinking about all these things, and look, look at the storms coming at me, and, and look at everything, the waves, and wow, oh Lord, look at me, and he started thinking. And the moment you start thinking like that, you start sinking. You must make up your mind. I'm standing, I'm right here. And no matter what it takes, and no matter how long it takes, my miracle will find me. Success will find me when it comes. Success will find me when it comes. We must not be like those people who wait for a while, stand for a while, and then they get weary, they get tired, and they quit, or they leave, they go do something else. They give up on their standing, they give up on their stand of faith, give up on their believing. Well, I just need to go do something else for now and I'll come back later. No, don't do that. Because when the blessing comes, it won't find you, you will not be there. Right? The blessing is sent to you, the miracle is sent to you where you are standing in faith. Believing the word of God. If Thomas knew exactly when Jesus was going to come, he would not have, he would not have left the room the day he left the room. Right? So keep standing. Keep standing. And then I like what he says in verse 39. He says, But we are not of them who draw back unto perdition. Glory to God. But of them that believe to the saving of the soul. We are not of them that draw back to perdition, but of them that believe to the saving of the soul. And in the message, you've, you've probably heard me say this one before. Message of verse 39, mes- message translation. We are not quitters who lose out. Oh no. We will stay with it and survive, trusting all the way. In fact, let's replace survive with overcome. <laughs> we will stay with it and overcome, trusting all the way. We'll keep standing. Through faith and patience, we will inherit the promise. Through faith and patience. Right? Through faith and patience. The Bible says we should be followers of them who through faith and patience... Inherit the promise. I believe that's somewhere in Hebrews chapter 6. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. Look at it. Hebrews chapter 6, verse, first verse, verse um, 11. And we desire that every one of you do show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope. Unto the end. Show the same diligence. That is where you started from. Keep standing. Don't throw away. Don't throw away. There are a lot of believers. Who throw away their rewards. Before it comes. You know I don't know about you but. I've just gone through much. Through, through too much in my life. To, to throw it all away. I've gone through too much. I've experienced too much hardship, too much adversity, too many obstacles I needed to get through, too many valleys I needed to walk through. At this, I can't throw it all away now. I can't go back home. I can't quit on believing God. No, 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 I can't. He says there, uh, <laughs> we desire that every one of you do show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope to the end. 
you know, it's like those who labor and then quit, stop laboring. Maybe because they think the reward tarries. The reward is tarrying. They are not releasing the great blessing. They are not releasing. Don't do that. Because then you lose everything you labored for. See what the verses before this, it says here in um, glory to God, verse 9, beloved, but beloved, we are persuaded better things of you and things that accompany salvation, even though we do speak. Verse 10, for God is not unrighteous to forget your, your work and labor of love, which you have showed toward his name in that you have ministered to the saints and you still do minister. God is not unrighteous that he will forget all that you've done. All the seeds that have been sown. And then today I'll say I don't believe in seed time and harvest anymore. All the work, the labor, the sacrifices, the giving everything. And then all of a sudden I'll, I'll say, I, I don't know, I'm going to try something. Else. No, no way. No way. We keep standing. So we are persuaded of better things. We desire that every one of you do show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope unto the end. Verse 12, that you be not slothful. Don't become lazy now. Remain diligent. Right? Continue to show the same diligence. I know we'll talk about diligence a little bit later on when we get off talking about adversity. He says that you be not slothful. No. Verse 11, we desire that every one of you do show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope unto the end, verse 12, that you be not slothful, but followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promise. Let me say this, I hear the Holy Spirit. Don't throw it away. All those sacrifices, all those times of praying and times of waiting and times of standing on the word of God and times of expecting, don't throw it away. I don't care if you feel like it's taking too long, much longer than you thought. That, don't worry about it. Your time is in his hands. But you must never throw it away. You can't afford to throw it away. <laughs> Remember several years ago, uh, one couple uh, 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 reached out to me over some things that were important to them and they were weary in service and they were weary in their walk and, and they thought, we think we're just going to turn the page. We, you know, we haven't really seen the promises. We haven't really seen the rewards. And, and, uh, and I, 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 I said to them, actually the Holy Spirit took me to that scripture in uh, second or third John. I think it's second John. Don't throw it away. All those sacrifices you've made, I don't know about you, but when I think about the roads that I've walked, I absolutely cannot afford to throw it away. My reward must come. My harvest has to happen. It has to come. My blessing has to manifest. My miracle has to show up. Success has to find me. There's just no two ways about it. There's, there are no two ways about it. I've got to arrive at the promised land. I, I can't afford to stop and quit in Haran when I'm supposed to arrive at Canaan to eat the fruit of the land. 
to possess the, the grapes that only giants dare to plant and harvest. Grapes that you have to carry, heavy grapes on your shoulders that confound human thinking and imagination. Things within realms that are way beyond what natural people can imagine or expect. That's where, that's where we're going. <laughs> that's where we're going. We've, we've got to see. We've got to see. <laughs> we've got to see the goodness of the Lord in greater dimensions than we ever have. We, we are not just going to, several years ago, I think years, 30 years ago, I think it was Mike Murdoch who, who uh, talked about, I, was, I think he had something, was, you, know, you were born to taste the grapes. It's awesome. It, I mean, it was awesome. It was really like, like breathing, really, it was awesome. But I took it beyond that. I said, I, you know, I, I wasn't just born to taste the grapes. I wasn't born just to taste the grapes. I was born to possess and to inherit and to have the grapes. To eat them, as much of it as I want. I don't just want to have a taste of it. Amen. I believe I'm speaking for you too, right? Amen. So we must stand. Beloved, we must stand. The Lord took me to that scripture in 2 John and verse 8 in, in ministering to that, that um, older couple. They were an older couple. In that scripture in, in 2 John verse, verse 8, it, it says, Look to yourselves that we lose not those things which we have wrought, but that we receive a full reward. That scripture is music to my ears. Look to yourselves. That is, examine yourself. Look to yourself. Don't, don't, don't allow yourself to despise all that you have gone through and then throw away your reward. Like he said in Hebrews, don't cast away your confidence that has a great recompense of reward. Hmm? It's where the Holy Spirit has us tonight. Look to yourselves that we lose not those things which we have wrought, but that we receive a full reward. I want a full reward. I expect a full reward. Look to yourselves that we lose not those things that we have wrought, but that we receive a full reward. Years and years and years of believing God. Years and years and years of standing on the word. Years and years and years of daring to do the impossible. Years and years and years of stepping outside of the boat. Years and years and years or speaking the word of God unapologetically. Years and years and years of making sacrifices. Years and years and years of seeing the Lord in his faithfulness and standing and believing. And I'm not going to throw that away. I'm not going to throw that away. It says, look to yourselves that you lose not, that, that you lose not those things that you have wrought, but that you receive a full reward. The Amplified puts it even better, nicer. He said, look to yourselves, take care that you may not lose, throw away or destroy all that we and you have labored for, but that you may persevere like that, but that you may persevere until you win and receive back a perfect reward in full. Oh, my friends, 
no matter what blessings we have had in our lives so far, and God is so good, he keeps showing us mercy and keeps pouring out his blessings upon our lives. The Lord wanted me to tell you tonight, you ain't seen nothing yet. <laughs> we didn't even get started yet. Whatever you have seen is just a tip of that iceberg. It's just a tip of it. There's so much more. So much more. <laughs> Hallelujah. I remember so many years ago, um, <laughs> the Lord um, opened my eyes and I started to talk about there's a realm out there. I just, there's a realm out there. There's a realm out there. And it seems so big to me. It seems so unreachable, but certainly unreachable by any natural means. But even by faith, it just seems so out of reach. But um, the Lord fulfilled every aspect of that word, that initial word. What we call the realm out there. Some of those realms we are already walking in, actually. It's a realm out there. It was a realm out there 15 years ago. But some of it we're actually already possessing and walking in. But today now, the Lord, the Lord is saying, there is another realm out there. That is, you haven't touched it. All I'm trying to tell you is, praise God for his blessings. Praise God for his goodness. Praise God for his, you know, every good thing that he does for us. But we haven't touched it. We haven't even smelled it, where God is taking us. I, I think I understand better now. I've been saying in some of our Sunday services, understanding God isn't going to add scripture. There's no additional new Hebrews he's going to send us. There's no, all the scriptures we're reading, we've read them for years and years. But what is going, what God is going to keep adding to us while we're on this earth through his word is understanding. Understanding. And I tell you, I, I think I have a better understanding and there's still so much more to understand about it. But I think I have a better understanding of that scripture now. That scripture in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9, where it says, Eyes have not seen, and ears have not heard. It says, But as it is written, Eye has not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. The things which God has prepared for them that love him. And like, uh, I think like Pastor Tino likes to say, uh, she used, she, she, I think it's one particular version, I'm not sure if it's the Amplified, which is, she talks about what, what God has prepared and, and, and makes ready. <laughs> what God has prepared and, and has made ready. I'm not sure if that's the, yeah, actually, yeah, it is made, make, made and keeps ready. It is the Amplified. He says, but on the, on the contrary, as the scripture says, what eye has not seen and ear has not heard and has not entered into the heart of man, all that God has prepared, made and keeps ready for those who love him, who hold him in affectionate reverence, promptly obeying him and gratefully recognizing the benefits he has bestowed. That particular line, all that God has prepared, that he made and keeps ready for those who love him. There's so much. And I think today I have a slightly better understanding of that than I have, than I have ever had on my journey. That truly I has not seen. Truly air has not heard. Truly it has not yet entered into the heart of man. The things that God has prepared for those who love him. 
the things that he has prepared that he has made and that he keeps ready for those who love him. So, so praise God for the realms of glory that we are enjoying today in all our lives. Praise God for testimonies, for blessings. Praise God for miracles that we are all seeing. But, my friends, there's still a realm out there. There are glories. We have not even touched it. We have not touched it. We have not smelled it. There are realms out there. Wherever you are, I want you to know, prepare yourself. There are realms of glory out there. And I'm not just talking glory in terms of going to heaven. Glory in terms of spiritual thing. Yeah, it's all, it begins from the spiritual. Praise God who blesses us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. Ephesians 1 verse 3 says, praise God. Yes, praise God. It begins from the spiritual. But I'm talking even on this earth. Even on this earth. There are glory realms. You remember when the Lord said to Martha, did I not say, John chapter 10, I, th- I think, John chapter 11, I think it's verse 40. Did I not say unto you that if you would believe God, you will, if you would believe, if you would only believe, you would see the glory of God? That's, he said that to Martha. He was talking about it. They were talking about his, her brother, Lazarus, who had died. And Jesus wasn't talking in that moment about the eternal spiritual resurrection of Lazarus. Because that would happen. Yeah, that's glory, and that would happen. But Jesus was saying, did I not tell you if you believe, if you would only believe you would see the glory of God? He wasn't talking about eternal in heaven. I was talking about right here. Did I not tell you you would see the glory of God? There's glory right here. <laughs> Hallelujah. Eye has not seen. Ear has not heard. Neither has it entered into the heart of man. The things that God has prepared that he has made and that he keeps ready for those that love him and those that are called according to his purpose. That's you and that's me. So what, what, what must we do? Stand. We must keep standing. We must keep believing. We must keep standing. We must keep believing. We must keep standing. We must keep believing. If you need to take um, um, a re- refresh yourself, you need to gather things you need for your journey that can help you. You know, one time the Lord sent an angel to, to say to Elijah, eat, for the journey ahead of you is long. Whatever you need to do, do it for that long journey. It's a long journey. Not that it will take long for the Lord to fulfill the words that he has spoken, but even when he fulfills those words, then there's still more. It's like the children of Israel, they took some part of their inheritance on one side of the Jordan. And then the Lord said, there is more land on the other side of the Jordan. And, and then as they took more land, he said, there is more land. There is still more land to be taken. There is still more land to be taken. So praise God and congratulations. If, if you are already taking your land, you are possessing your inheritance, you are taking your possession, you are doing, God is doing amazing things to you, through you, you are seeing the glory, you are seeing miracles, praise God, congratulations. If you are in a place where you are not seeing much, you are just, really, it's a little bit of a struggle for you, glory to God, congratulations for standing in faith, because very soon you are going to see, very soon, <laughs> very soon you are going to really see. But regardless, regardless of whether you have seen a lot, or you are waiting to see, I'm telling you right now, Right ahead, there's glory land. Right ahead. We have, not even, we have not even started yet. 
So whatever you need to do, get your strength, whatever you need to, you know, gather things to help you stay fresh, uh, whatever you need to do, like it's, the angel said to me, eat. <laughs> so eat was one of, it was one of the things you needed to do to be able to go long, to be able to go far, you know, without, <laughs> without running out of energy, right? Running out of steam. Because no matter how much you believe, if you are not strong, if you can't keep good, then, you know, you are going to end up, you are going to end up, you know, um, expiring. Right? So eat, it's like eat. And yes, um, food and diet and all, but there are many other things. So whatever you find out what you need to be able to go the long haul, the Bible says we must be followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promise. We must persevere. We must persevere. We must endure. We must endure. Let me close us out. We're almost at for 45 minutes. We'll pick this up from here next week. Let's close us out here in John chapter 16, verse 33. Oh, popular, popular, popular. But I love it. It speaks to me. speaks to me all the time. Speaking to me right now. Spoke to me earlier today. John 16, 33. Look at what it says. Jesus said, these things I've spoken unto you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you shall have tribulation. But be of good cheer. Relax. I have overcome the world. Be of good cheer. Relax. I have overcome the world. Let's read that from the Amplified. He says, I've told you these things so that in me you may have perfect peace and confidence. You must not let, you must not let Satan or circumstances or op- opposition, difficulty, adversity take away your confidence. In fact, I want you to become more, I want you to be sassy. Like, act, like, act in a way where some people start thinking, maybe you are arrogant. Yeah, you are just, you are just acting out your faith. Don't worry about people. You are just acting out your faith. Right? You are not arrogant. Just act like, carry yourself with a lot of confidence, assurance. And when you speak, and when you think, and when you act, let the same confidence exude from you. Hallelujah. He says, I've told you this thing so that in me you may have perfect peace and confidence. In the world you have tribulation and trials and distress and frustration, but be of good cheer. Take courage. Relax. Be confident, certain, undaunted, for I have overcome the world. I have deprived it of power to harm you, and I have conquered it for you. Glory to God. I know several years ago, precisely 2018, I was ministering on a series of messages that I called the faith that wins. And um, one of those services, I, I heard these words uh, coming out of me. There is no reason to live in fear. There is no reason to live in fear. Be of good cheer. Jesus has conquered the world sometime in August 2018. There is no reason to live in fear. Be of good cheer. Jesus has conquered the world. Father, we thank you so much for tonight. Thank you for your mighty presence, your mighty word. Thank you, Lord, for the illumination of the Holy Spirit. We give you praise. Lord, as we receive this word tonight, we receive the grace that comes with it, the ability to help us stand, 
to persevere, to endure, to go all the way to our promised land, to lay hold on all the inheritance that you have prepared. We're not willing to give it up. We're not, we're not thinking about giving it up. No, 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 no. No. We're going to uh, keep standing on your word. And so all that we need for it, everything that your people need, uh, help us. Help us lay hold on it. I thank you. I thank you, God, for all of my brothers and sisters tonight. Bless them. Bless them and their families. I give you the glory and the praise in Jesus' mighty name. Amen, amen. Thank you, saints, so much for joining us tonight. And, and um, thank you for being a part of this service. I look forward to seeing you again um, same time next week. God bless you and good night.